welcome to another episode of Ye Old Time Machine, a journey through medieval history. Today, we're embarking on a journey back in time, to the heart of the Middle Ages, a period that has captivated the imaginations of historians and storytellers alike. It was a time of chivalry and warfare, of kings and castles, and at the center of it all, the knight. The life of a medieval knight is often romanticized in popular culture, painted with broad strokes of heroism and honor. But what was it really like? What did it take to become a knight, and what were their lives like on a day-to-day -day basis? What challenges did they face, and what ideals did they strive to uphold? Today, we're going to delve into these questions and more, shedding light on the realities of knighthood in the medieval period. We'll peel back the layers of myth and legend, and explore the complex, multifaceted world of the medieval knight. Now, imagine being a seven-year-old child, taken from your family to live in a foreign castle, training day in and day out, all in preparation for a life of warfare and chivalry. This was the reality for many young boys in the Middle Ages, the first step on their journey to becoming a knight. But why was such a harsh and rigorous training necessary? What kind of world required its warriors to start their training at such a young age? And how did these young boys, torn from their homes and thrust into a life of discipline and danger, cope with the pressures of knighthood? Stay tuned as we unravel the truth behind the life of a medieval knight, a journey that will take us from the grand halls of medieval castles to the bloody fields of battle, from the lofty ideals of chivalry to the harsh realities of feudal society. It's a journey that will reveal the true nature of knighthood, in all its glory and all its hardship. Let's transport ourselves back to the year 1150, to the heart of medieval England. Our protagonist is a young boy named William, the second son of a minor nobleman. As a second son, William won't inherit his father's lands or titles, those will go to his older brother, Robert. Instead, William's destiny lies along a different path, the path of the knight. At just seven years old, William is sent to live with a distant relative, a respected knight named Sir Geoffrey. This is where his training begins. He starts as a page, a sort of apprentice, learning the basics of chivalry, religion, and warfare. His days are filled with rigorous physical training, lessons in reading, writing, and etiquette, and even learning to play chess, a game that teaches strategy and foresight. It's a tough life for a young boy, but William is determined to prove himself. As he grows older, the training intensifies. At 14, he becomes a squire, serving directly under Sir Geoffrey. He assists his knight in all matters, from maintaining weapons and armor to accompanying him in battle. He learns to ride a horse in full armor, to wield a sword and lance, and to understand the tactics and strategies of warfare. It's a grueling existence, but it's all in preparation for the day when William will become a knight himself. During his time as a squire, William also learns about the code of chivalry. He learns that a knight must be brave and loyal, but also courteous and generous. He learns about the importance of honor and the duty to protect the weak and the innocent. These lessons shape William's character, molding him into a true knight. Finally, after years of hard work and dedication, the day arrives. William, now 21, kneels before his lord in a solemn ceremony. He swears his oaths of loyalty and chivalry, and with a tap of a sword on his shoulder, he rises as Sir William, a knight in his own right. But the story doesn't end there. As a knight, William faces new challenges. He must navigate the complex world of medieval politics, lead men into battle, and uphold the ideals of chivalry. 
He experiences the thrill of victory and the despair of defeat. He witnesses the horrors of war and the splendor of courtly life. He learns the harsh realities of power and the delicate art of diplomacy. Through it all, William remains true to his vows. He serves his lord faithfully, protects those in need, and upholds his honor, even in the face of adversity. His life is filled with conflict and resolution, triumph and tragedy. But through it all, he embodies the spirit of the medieval knight, a symbol of courage, honor, and duty in a world of chaos and uncertainty. To fully appreciate William's journey, it's important to understand the broader context of knighthood in the Middle Ages. The institution of knighthood originated in the 9th and 10th centuries, born out of the need for capable warriors to defend the realm against external threats. By the time of our story in the 12th century, the role of the knight had evolved into a social class of its own, a fusion of military service and nobility. Knights were more than just warriors, they were a crucial part of the feudal system that governed medieval society. This system was based on a hierarchy of relationships, with the king at the top, followed by the nobles, the knights, and finally, the peasants. Knights provided military service to their lord in exchange for land, or a fief. This relationship was formalized through a ceremony known as homage, where the knight would kneel before his lord and swear an oath of loyalty. This is the ceremony we saw William go through when he became a knight. The training to become a knight was indeed as rigorous as William's journey suggests. It began in childhood with a focus on physical strength, horsemanship, and weapons training, as well as lessons in reading, writing, and the codes of chivalry. This training was designed to prepare the young boys for the realities of medieval warfare and the responsibilities of knighthood. But the life of a knight wasn't all about fighting. Knights were expected to uphold the ideals of chivalry, a code of conduct that emphasized honor, courage, and courtesy. They were also patrons of the arts, and many knights were themselves poets and musicians. This was a reflection of the increasing sophistication of medieval society, a world that was about more than just war and conflict. Moreover, knights played a key role in the political landscape of the Middle Ages. They were often called upon to serve as advisors to their lords, and their support was crucial in matters of succession and power. They also participated in tournaments, which were not just sporting events, but also important social occasions where alliances were formed and political deals were struck. So, while the life of a medieval knight was indeed filled with hardship and danger, it was also a life of honor and duty, a vital role in the complex tapestry of medieval society. It was a life that required not just physical strength, but also wisdom, courage, and a deep sense of responsibility. Now, you might be wondering, what does the life of a medieval knight have to do with our world today? Well, the concept of knighthood and the ideals it embodied have had a lasting impact on our society and culture, influencing everything from our values and ethics to our social structures and institutions. Firstly, the code of chivalry that knights were expected to uphold has influenced our modern notions of honor and ethical conduct. The values of bravery, loyalty, and courtesy are still held in high regard today, and we see them reflected in many aspects of our society. For instance, these values are often emphasized in our educational systems, where students are taught the importance of honesty, respect for others, and personal responsibility. These values are also prevalent in our popular culture. Think about the superheroes in our movies and comic books, aren't they, in many ways? modern iterations of the chivalrous knights of old? They fight for justice, protect the innocent, and often adhere to a personal code of honor. Even in our literature and media, 
the archetype of a noble warrior, a direct descendant of the medieval knight, remains a popular and enduring figure. Secondly, the rigorous training and discipline that knights underwent can be seen in many of our contemporary professions. From athletes who train for years to reach the peak of their sport, to soldiers who undergo intensive training to defend their country, to surgeons who spend years mastering their craft, the path to excellence in many fields requires a level of dedication and discipline akin to that of the medieval knight. Finally, the feudal system that knights were a part of has influenced our understanding of social and political structures. While we've moved beyond feudalism, the concept of mutual obligations, the idea that a lord provides protection in exchange for service, can be seen in many aspects of our society. For instance, in the realm of employment, employers provide workers with wages and benefits in exchange for their labor. In the political sphere, citizens pay taxes and abide by laws in exchange for protection and services from the government. So, while the world of the medieval knight may seem distant and foreign, it has left a lasting legacy that continues to shape our world today. The ideals of chivalry, the discipline of knighthood, and the social structures of the Middle Ages have all left their mark, reminding us that our present is deeply rooted in our past. In today's episode, we've journeyed back to the Middle Ages to explore the life of a medieval knight. We followed the story of young William, from his early days as a page to his eventual rise as a knight. We delved into the rigorous training knights underwent, the ideals of chivalry they were expected to uphold, and the crucial role they played in the feudal system. We've seen how the life of a knight was a complex blend of martial prowess, social obligation, and personal virtue. We've seen how knights were not just warriors, but also leaders, advisors, and patrons of the arts. We've seen how they navigated the intricate web of medieval politics, led men into battle, and upheld their honor in a world often fraught with danger and uncertainty. We've also explored the lasting impact of knighthood on our world today. We've seen how the ideals of chivalry have shaped our values and ethics, how the discipline of knighthood is mirrored in many of our contemporary professions, and how the social structures of the Middle Ages have influenced our understanding of mutual obligations and responsibilities. Through all this, we've seen how history is not just a record of the past, but a blueprint for understanding our present and shaping our future. It's a testament to the enduring relevance of history, a reminder that the lessons of the past continue to resonate in our world today. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Ye Old Time Machine, a journey through medieval history. As we close this chapter, remember that history is not just about the past, it's a living, breathing entity that continues to influence our world in countless ways. It's a guide, a teacher, and a mirror, reflecting both our triumphs and our failures. So, keep exploring, keep questioning, and keep connecting the dots. Because every page of history is a step on the journey to understanding our world. Until next time, this is your guide through the annals of time, signing off.